It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Friday, February 2nd. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. I'm here with Miles, and we've got a great show today. We're going to preview both the games over the weekend against the Kings and the Nuggets. In the second segment, we're going to go down the Reddit hole. And this Friday news dump has been full of goodies, including news that Stephen Curry and Aisha are going to have another baby. Congrats, Steph, on baby number three. Also, Steph named... Western Conference Player of the Month for January. Congrats on yet another monthly award to go along with the weekly one he scored last week and the one he got earlier this season. Good for you, Steph. Some trades I haven't gotten to yet. Uh, Nikola Mirotic was traded. There's a few other uh, trades, maybe one that didn't go through the uh, George Hill trade to the Cavs because they wanted him to give up money. But uh, that was Miles who told me about that, and now I got Miles with me. So how you doing, Miles? I'm good. Glad it's almost the weekend. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's nice and warm here in the Bay Area. Uh, if y'all are listening from elsewhere, I, I you know, and it's cold, I, I feel bad for you uh, because it's like it's like 65 degrees out right now. It's got a little bit hazy. It's just lovely. I love living in, in Northern California. It's just it's really nice. Although I, I've heard that it gets warm like this at the beginning of February and then it dips and gets really cold again before it gets back to spring. Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. It will be cold again. It will be cold and rainy. And I'm happy the rain is back. You know, I, you know, a lot of people, they, they moved here. They didn't grow up here. And they moved here during the drought and got used to some pretty fantastic uh, but also un, unnatural weather. And now are getting a taste of the real NorCal, and I'm I'm appreciating the looks on their faces, uh, because I remember going to school and just having it be rainy, every winter. That's the way it was. But I want to touch briefly on Sacramento before getting to Denver. We're gonna do both in this first segment. You know, Sacramento is near the bottom of the league in most uh, metrics that kind of determine whether or not a team is good. But they have beaten the Warriors. Uh, they beat the Warriors early this season. But they're injured up and down the roster. So I, you know, I'm not sure what to expect. And, you know, with it being an hour and a half north, just a, a short drive from the Bay Area, there's going to be a lot of Warriors fans in the audience as well. So it could be one of those glorified home games. No Livingston tonight. He's out of the lineup for a personal matter. And also, obviously, no Jordan Bell. Sacramento has beaten the Warriors earlier in the season, but uh, that one was not a normal game, right? 
Yeah, yeah, it's an outlier. It, this is a game without Steph, without Durant, uh, and they only beat him by four. It, That's I, true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take much stock in that last Sacramento win. Word. And it was all the way in November. True, true. Different team, different, uh, different makeup. The Warriors are clicking on offense in a way they weren't necessarily back then. The defense, though, still stinky. And uh, also the Denver Nuggets, the Warriors beat. Uh, the Warriors lost to on December 23rd. That one was without Steph, but that was back when Durant was, like, doing his, like, best Superman kind of kind of impression. And uh, on the defensive end, the Warriors were very good, and the Nuggets just took it to them. Well, and the Nuggets are a much better team than the Kings, just to begin with. Yeah. I mean, just off talent, guys like Jokic, guys like Millsap and Gary Harris, they're not, they're not on the Kings. Right. Uh, Denver's coming off of a, a great win last night. They beat Oklahoma at the buzzer on the Gary Harris three from 25 feet. Gary Harris getting buckets. Yeah, and and then you've got guys like Jamal Murray who uh, have also gotten, he's gotten like way better offensively compared to the year. He sure has. Only, and, uh, and a little better defensively, too. Yeah, and he's right up there near the top of the team and scoring 16.6 points per game. And their their scoring is so evenly distributed. It is. It's, it's beautiful to see just how utilitarian I, I think that's the right term I'm trying to find the term uh, that, that perfectly describes you know how they distribute shots because uh, what um, what Mike Malone has built there is 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 a beautiful thing to watch yeah per 100 possess- possessions only two guys on the entire roster don't average 10 shots wow wow the whole roster per 100 possessions so like yeah everybody's getting a chance to score the basketball which I think you know, gives them a lot of weapons. Like, yeah. I, I think guys like Gary Harris, like, maybe don't develop in a similar way. I think he still would have been good. But, I, you know, environment, I think, breeds, like, a certain type of player. And I think you see a, a team like Denver, you could, they've got a lot of different guys that can maybe not beat you on their own, but but in concert, like, they're really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they develop a chemistry together, which they clearly have, you know, they have the pieces to be able to, to, to run you know, so so you can't turn the ball over against them. They have the pieces to be able to defend in the half court. So your set pieces has to have to be crisp. I was gonna say actually that I think where they really need to improve though is defensively, and and I think they are better in the half court. They're really not great transition. You look at a guy like Jokic, like he's so such a gifted passer and is really great offensively, can stretch the floor, but like defensively he really struggles. And defensively in transition, and again this is not great for a team that has to play the Warriors soon like yeah they're, they're not great um so for all of their uh sort of laurels like on offense I think I, I think a sort of Achilles heel for this team is like they really struggle defensively for sure for sure we'll, we'll see uh, how altitude affects the Warriors this game is in Denver and it's one of those things like I'm not sure if altitude affected them against the Jazz but like that jazz game, they just looked. They, they looked like that maybe they were they were a little short on gas, and I don't know if it was being forty two hundred feet above, and and it just kind of like hit them and they hit a wall. But you know, I I'd like to see them really come out huffing, not huffing and puffing, but running against against the Denver Nuggets and 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 forcing the issue. Twenty first in defensive rating and sixteenth in pace. Hmm. So. Playing about an average pace, they are a below-average defense. Yeah. All right. Well, exciting. Both games going to be very fun. And we have to take a break for our sponsors.
Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, its light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. And we're back, and so many things to get to. I don't even know where to start. I mean... Uh, I I think I'm going to start with the Denver Nuggets because we're playing them in a couple of games. And so apparently, and this is according to Redditor Bootum, Nikola Jokic in his last five games, 19.0 points, 10.8 rebounds, 9.6 assists with only 2.6 TOs per game on 515-350-783 shooting splits. That's a 61% true shooting percentage. So, um, and I would be interested to know how many of those rebounds are offensive rebounds. The Warriors have been allowing a ridiculous amount of offensive rebounds to people who specialize in them. And uh, Nico is one of those one of those guys who can go in there and and get rebounds on the offensive end. But also those those shooting splits are are pretty excellent for a guy who's what's listed at six eleven, I think, or something like that. Something 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 large. He's another one who's he, he's seven feet tall. But again, with especially with Plumley being out, like if the defense isn't there it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Especially against the Warriors. Like if you're talking about having to defend the rim against two of the best finishers in the league and and Steph and Durant like if you're not doing that you're not going to win the game. Yeah, that's true. And I am just I'm I'm always apt to harp on the Warriors absolutely atrocious defense. That's what you know, that's what, how I make my living now apparently because the defense has been absolutely bad. But anyway, um of course, Greg Monroe. Yeah, the that deal just went down. Signed with the Celtics. Yes. They gave him 5 million dollars. And he's going to try to go win a ring in Boston. So we, we were trying to decide off air where you think he falls in the rotation. Because I would guess below Horford and Baines, but maybe above Tice. But I don't know. I think with Tice being able to shoot the three, um, which is, I, I don't think, something that Monroe has proven nope. to be able to do this season. Um, but I'd have to look at his numbers closer. I don't know. I mean, I, I'd guess, like, around there. Like, definitely coming off the bench. But, uh it was reported uh, by Wise that the Pelicans actually offered him the chance to be the starting center, but he, he chose Boston knowing that he was going to not be uh, or not sort of have the minutes assurances that he would have had in a place like New Orleans. Uh, so he seems more like, money, fewer minutes. I mean, you, when you're a guy like Greg Monroe, it's hard to say no to $2.5 million. You know, like that that's the difference between the offer that he got from Boston and the offer that he got from New Orleans. And, you more know, money and a better chance at a ring. Better right? chance at a ring, you know, and, and fewer minutes means less wear and tear on the body. You know, like 
we go into these conversations assuming that every guy is going to want to play the max minutes they can play. Maybe that's not necessarily true for everybody. Maybe they're considering other other things about their lives. You know, these guys' lives revolve around basketball, but they're well-rounded human beings and, and have other focuses as well. So It's true. Anyway. But I think everybody wants to play. Like, Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody wants to play. Everybody wants to play. I, I, yeah, I, like getting I, dressed just to sit on the bench like all night like would have to get taxing in its own right. Yeah, yeah. I was happy to see JaVale out there in that drubbing that we got against the Jazz because he hasn't been playing a lot of minutes, um, and I know he likes to play. And uh, he airballed a three-pointer, but, you know, whatever. Oh, one thing I didn't mention from that game, by the way, two blocks of jump shots. Uh, so I hope you guys drank, you took a drink for those two instances in that game against the Jazz. The only bright spots in that loss. What's next? LeBron vociferously denied the reports coming to uh, about coming to the Warriors or meeting with the Warriors or meeting with the Spurs or blah, 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 and said that you should only trust what comes straight from his mouth. So boom, take that, Chris Haynes. Nah, but for real, like... Did he just stir the stir the pot and then unstir the pot like like, you know Chris Haynes is a re- reputable guy and you you know it was probably what Maverick Carter. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know like I I forget which episode of the Jump it was, but Rachel Nichols was was basically saying the same thing, which is that I've like talked to LeBron like himself and he doesn't know yet, so I'm not sure like where this came from originally. Um, and I, you know, I doubt that Haynes is going to, like, reveal his, his source because yeah. he's a good reporter and you're not supposed to do that. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think no matter what, like, it's, it's January, or I guess it was January when this story broke. It is now February. Um, we're still a good potentially six months from LeBron even being just off the floor. Like, this is, this is we're now assuming, for a good reason, that they won't make the finals, right? But, but the last what is it now, eight years, mm-hmm. says that LeBron is still playing in June, right? So we're talking late June before he's even thinking about, you know, right. where he's going to go. And you say, well, no, he's thinking about it beforehand, but think about how much, like, things change just in a matter of months, like, let alone, like, a year. Like, this this same time last year, like, Kyrie was a calf, Paul George, like, wasn't on the Thunder. Like, things change really, really quickly. Yeah, they um, do. So it doesn't even make sense to even start trying to evaluate a decision that could look totally different. Hell, even could look totally different next week when the trade deadline is. Yeah, so I wonder, and this is where my kind of conspiracy theories come in a little bit, is, like, if you they know... leaked it to get the Cavs front office to do something. Yeah, yeah. One, definitely, or if he leaked it just for shits and giggles, you know, because he's LeBron, because he can. Uh, but definitely the Cavs front office is, is much more plausible um, scenario. You know, the Cavs, they, they are going for DJ, trying to get DeAndre Jordan. And, you know, what do they give up to uh, to get DeAndre Jordan? Who who knows? Jay Crowder, you know, Tristan Thompson, uh, there's a lot of... Have you gone down the NBA trade machine hole lately? Uh-huh. No, I have not gone down the trade machine hole. What does the trade machine hole I mean, I don't... have for me right now? So, like, so if you're, if you're the Cavs, like, I guess you could... If you want DeAndre Jordan, who right now is under contract for the next two years, you'd be acquiring right now twenty almost $23 million. You're going to have to give up, like, 
Tristan Thompson. And see, all the rest of these guys have, have protections. Like, you, you, you can't... Or no, so, so Isaiah Thomas' re- restrictions, you can't send him back to Boston, which is the same thing for Jay Crowder mm-hmm. and, and Zizich. So those guys just can't get sent back I to Boston. Zizich. You, of course, can't trade LeBron. Not that you would, but he also has a, has a no trade clause. Um, but so you're you're thinking, uh, like, you're going to have to trade, like, Tristan Thompson. Like, maybe, I don't know. Like, I don't think you trade Isaiah. Like, but you're going to need someone else to fill that slot. So is it... Is it Jay Crowder? Like, that goes through. Yeah. But you're doing that, and then your defense gets a little bit better, but I don't know. Does your offense suffer by giving up Jay Crowder? Does your offense suffer? I don't know. Yeah, and what what if Kevin Love was included in a trade, like, himself? You know, I mean, it's it's hard to move that contract, especially with a broken hand, but, like, if... You they, could do Kevin Love for DeAndre straight up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Love gets to play for his hometown Clippers, <laughs> and, uh, and but I think if you do that, then your offense like really does suffer. It does. Suffer. Like I think it's not a question Absolutely. anymore. Absolutely, you have like, to make another move, a complimentary move, to be able to make that work. And and is that Tristan Thompson, who is the other piece in that second deal? Or mm-hmm. I just I I look at this Cavs roster, and I I think a move needs to be made. I'm not sure that I would want it to be DeAndre Jordan though, and yeah. I know that. I know that their defense is really bad, and I, I get that, but I'm not sure that, like, I'm not sure that acquiring DeAndre Jordan, like, if, if that's the best move on the board for the Cavs, like, then I, I really do think that that the season th- is kind this of this might be a wrap. The end, them. yeah, mm. you know, like, because because getting DeAndre Jordan, you're not going to like your be- your ceiling is making the NBA Finals, yeah, because you're not beating the Warriors with that, yeah, yeah. And maybe not beating the Celtics or the Toronto Raptors. That's what I'm saying. You're sealing. Like, the yeah. best you can, yeah. the best case yeah. scenario is you make the finals. But, uh, all right, quick break. I want to talk to you about sponsoring the Locked On Warriors podcast because podcasts are on fire and Locked On Warriors is no different. If your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, you need look no further than Locked On Warriors. Our podcast is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if that's your target demographic, definitely send me an email, alikocarter11 at gmail.com. That's A-L-I-K-O Carter11 at gmail.com. I'll give you all the details and our rates are super reasonable. So definitely get at me. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. Here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. All right, and we're back, and we're going to keep going around the NBA and down the Reddit hole all at the same time because there's just so many things happening, and it's just uh, so exciting. 
Quick note that Wojnarowski's story was posted by Redditor Horny Hindu. Mm, that's clever. Another conspiracy theory, and this one is pretty plausible about the LeBron rumors, and this is from Redditor HJB Sound, is like ESPN can just like generate a ton of stupid content uh, based on a story that one of their writers broke uh, about LeBron going to the Warriors in free agency. And that is what is dominating the news cycle on like two days before the Super Bowl, you know? Like, ridiculous. I mean, I guess. But then why not just do that all the time? Well, they, maybe they do kind of do it all the time. Maybe they just, like, trump up... St- maybe the press just, like, fabricate stories, like, all the time. Yeah, like, like so I didn't actually read the Chris Haynes story, but I'm sure he cited sources. Yeah, I guess I just... I don't like to get into the practice of mistrusting the press, you know? I mean, it's one thing to say that they're bad at their jobs when they're bad <laughs> at their jobs, but to... That's like a, a serious accusation to sit up and say, you know, a certain person just flat out made up a story. That's true. That's true. But what I'm talking about is ESPN brass talking to Chris Haynes and saying, these are the kind of stories we want and we want you to pursue these and publish these. We want speculation. We want we want the ability to be able to create content ab- about the future you know, and we want the biggest names. And and I'm not saying that, you know, like, obviously, Chris Haynes is definitely a reputable b- reporter, but he's being asked to dig about specific stories that, you know, are less, you know, necessarily relevant to right the fuck now, uh, excuse my language, and more just built on being able to create, you know, video content around Right, I mean, like, yeah, if, if you want to say that, you know, they're they're making up uh, opportunities to talk about LeBron James, then sure. Like, I don't doubt that for a minute. But I also, like, I think it would be odd if if he just just made up the fact that someone confirmed that. And and, and, and what are they confirming, too, that, that he would listen if the Warriors could create a max slot? Like, who wouldn't listen if the Warriors could <coughs> give you the most amount of money that they could that you know a team could give you right everybody would right like they are the best team one of the one of the best dynasties like in all of sports ever and they can offer you a, a max slot yeah yes you would listen yeah he didn't even convert con, con, or confirm to Haynes that he would sign like he would listen like it is a vague uh thing that it, it, and it's so vague that I would think it would be more strange to just make that up then for it to have actually happened and mm. you not want to reveal that, yeah, maybe it was Maverick Harden yeah. that said it, or maybe it was, I don't know, who knows. For sure. A couple of days ago, James Harden had a 60-point triple-double. Just wanted to say that because I haven't mentioned that on the show. I think it deserves mentioning. I think it's so strange that it hasn't happened before. Yeah. Is that weird that I think that's strange? No, I don't think it's weird that you think Like, you would strange. think that at one point, if nothing else, Will would have done it. Yeah, yeah. It's never happened before. Never happened. But, yeah, 60... 11 and 10 I believe and uh you you saw some 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 subterfuge on social media Steve Kerr maybe posted something that he didn't necessarily want everybody to see and then deleted it yeah so if you peruse Rob Perez's Twitter which I recommend doing on a daily basis <coughs> uh because it is very entertaining there is a tweet that is in response to uh, 
an NBA tweet that says, James Harden is putting on a show, hashtag Rockets, tune in, NBA on TNT. Like, a very generic tweet. And then a tweet that looks to be from Steve Kerr's verified account. Again, like, like I guess, like, this could be Photoshop, so, like, I don't know. But, like, it looks to be a tweet that Steve Kerr made from his verified account and then deleted it, and it goes, it's an embarrassment. I think the league is so happy with all the scoring that it doesn't want to enforce stuff like that. <coughs> and the tweet that encapsulates the screenshot is a tweet to to Rob. It says, Steve Kerr just deleted this tweet, but he's referencing that the refs aren't calling travels on hardened stepbacks. So I was asking you off-air whether you also thought those stepbacks should be called walks. Yeah. Um, I think what it is is an extension of the dribble one two step rule um that when i was a kid growing up you could only take two steps after you terminated your dribble if you were running but the nba seems to have extended that rule to standing still you can still take two steps in specific situations including the step back or step over three and i'm fine with it i guess it's it's not pure. It's not What do you mean pure? It's not it's not the way basketball was supposed to be. That was a travel. That you you, you can't yeah, you can't I mean, stand like, still and take two steps. Okay, but yeah, but jump shots weren't the way that basketball was supposed exactly. to be. Exactly. So that's like, why and that's why I'm fine with it. That you know, it's it's just like it it, it it's one of those things that that superstars have done unlike the jump shot which was a quantum leap. This is one of those small things, like maybe the rip-through foul that they turned into a non-shooting foul that superstars have done to gain a little edge. And um, Steph does it, you know, and I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, Steph doesn't do it as blatantly as Harden does. Harden literally stops, takes two steps, like like a skip over to the left, and then shoots. Um, but yeah, the, it's not a travel, um, under the NBA rules right now. Um, especially if you're James Harden or Stephen Curry and Stephen Curry plays for my team. So fine with it. So I guess I see him shuffling. I'm, I'm watching them. You can't, obviously can't see that on listening, but, uh, I don't, there are some where it looks like he's shuffling his feet, I guess, but a lot of these look like he's taking a step on his lead foot as he's dribbling. He picks up the ball and take sometimes just one step back, sometimes it is two, but you are allowed two steps plus the step that is connected to your gather. gather. I mean, like, I don't know, like, it's kind of like the catch thing in football. Like, if you want to be really technical about it, I don't see where it's really... But but maybe I'm, like, missing something, because I also, like... I trust Steve Kerr if he thinks it's a travel. Like, well, you know, it would have been called a travel when Steve Kerr was playing in the finals in the '90s and the early 2000s. You know? Yeah, but I even trust Steve Kerr to like be okay with like how the game is officiated right now. If he thinks like it should be called like a travel right now, like I would be curious. Yeah. To, so like, the question why. is, the question is, is it Steve Kerr actually saying this? Yeah, of course, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that is the fun of Twitter. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Exactly. Real quick, I want to say, get well, Isaiah Cannon. Uh, really. You know, tough injury. He went out a few days ago, uh, and he's not coming back anytime soon. Uh, good luck to you in your recovery. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Super Bowl is this weekend, and uh, I'm going to be around a bunch of Eagles fans and a few people who hate Eagles fans, and it's going to be really interesting. And I will be rooting for the Eagles. 
Uh, but, d- you know, if you're rooting for the Pats, don't stop listening to my podcast because, you know, I like I like having listeners. Uh, and I know, Miles, th- you don't care. Oh, no, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, which is not to say I don't like football, I guess, conceptually, but, like, I mean, really take a hard look at the NFL the last three years and tell me that this has been, like, exciting, like, on-field product, like... Word. Uh, but y'all went, have fun. He went straight to the product. He didn't even try to, you know, talk about all the issues. The issues. I think, I think that affects. I think that affects the product that you put out on the field. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's true. I, you know, I, I would agree with you there. I would agree with you there. Uh, that's about as as far as we can go today. Um, another longer Friday podcast. We appreciate you listening. Um, you can find my written media on Forbes.com. I've also been featured on BleacherReport.com. Get in touch with me on Twitter at Kojitare, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, or uh, Locked on Dubs. I tweet from both accounts or via email, uh, AlikoCarter11 at gmail.com. Definitely get in touch with Miles as well at Black and Outside on Twitter. And he's got his own uh, podcast, The Basketball Court, that you should definitely check out as well. Um, is there a new episode? There was. A new episode came out uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Our 12th one is on what if the whole like trust the process had never happened. In mm-hmm. honor of the, the big game this weekend for Philadelphia, what if their other very interesting science experiment, what if that never happened? <laughs> yeah, two, two, two wackadoo... Einstein, uh, Frankenstein uh, experiments in in uh, Philadelphia, and they both seem to be working out. They both seem to be kind of you know. Yes, you, you look, look. No can we get indeed. real real quick? Can we get LeBron James on the Philadelphia 76ers? Screw all this other stuff. LeBron James belongs on the Philadelphia 76ers. You seem passionate about this. Why do you want LeBron on the Sixers? Because oh my god, that's just like the perfect situation. He doesn't have to leave the East. He's going to a behemoth team. That has size at every position, shooting out the wazoo. Uh, he, he would be like a veteran, but he's also got a guy with a ton of playoff experience in that well, they would probably have to lose um, off the payroll, JJ Redick. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, I just, I see that melding together in a way that would be really, really exciting. And I just don't understand why LeBron would ever leave the Eastern Conference. I don't get why he would ever leave the East. What I will say is, I don't think I want a Sixers team where Joel Embiid <coughs> is not the alpha dog. Mm. And that is what it would have to be on any team that LeBron is on. Like, LeBron, LeBron is not going to be... Like, LeBron is not going to do, like, what Dwayne Wade did, for example, and, like, be, like, somebody else. Well, can he go to any team, then? I mean, like, like what does LeBron do realistically? Like, does he go to the Lakers? Does, like... Well, like, I mean, the good thing about the Lakers is those guys are all young, right? And so you have a, a situation where, like, of course, like, LeBron would be, like, the lead person. But Embiid is young, too. He's literally, yeah, but like, have you, three have years you into the league. Have you seen Joel Embiid, though? Like, <laughs> that is the guy. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the guy. And I'm not saying, like, I, I don't think it would work on the floor. I think it would work on the floor. I just think in terms of, like, the fun of, like, what the Sixers, like, have brought to the league, like, has been, like, largely through, the, like, this guy's personality. I don't yeah. want that subdued by LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. But I'm, I'm still I'm still of a mind that they can be 1-A and still make it work. Uh, but that's really as far as we can go today. Uh, definitely check out... Um, <clears throat> the basketball court 
and a very interesting episode about trust the process. Enjoy the two games over the weekend. Come back Monday where we'll be recapping both of those games. We're going to do our Young Guns watch and check in on all the latest Warriors news. Uh, Speaking of Warriors news, a piece of Warriors news uh, came through today. Bob Myers confirming the Warriors are looking for shooting talent on the trade market. Uh, They're they're actually near the bottom of the league in shooting off the bench, three-point shooting off the bench with only 2.0 makes per game. And uh, Nick Young providing a bunch of those. Omri Caspi, though, shooting 50%, 9 of 18 total from three this year he's not making them this is a couple of years removed from shooting 274 three-pointers and uh, making a respectable 39 percent of them so uh you know maybe some plays to spring him open or something and 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 if not you know he might be that piece that gets moved for more shooting it'd be a shame because he does cut so well and does so many other things that are just and he's always just ready to be uh to play off the bench so uh, definitely a nice locker room presence there and a guy who's become trusted but he's not shooting the ball all right i promise i'm done now i just wanted to fit that in before the weekend began thanks for joining today and always and stay thoughtful hoops heads San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.